I'm Shanna Covey, creator and host of Always Shine Brightly. I named this podcast Always Shine Brightly because I believe that is what we are each here to do. And in times where we feel we're not shining bright, I feel it's still our purpose to work through and shift whatever is dimming our light. In this podcast, I'm speaking with guests who I see as bright lights in the world despite any struggles they may have gone through. The more of us who do this, the better the world becomes. Join us on this shared mission to make the world a brighter place. I'm so excited to have Miss Megan Pilates-Smith on the podcast today. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, and I do apologize for my voice. Grab the mic to it. Oh, there you go. There we go. <laughs> you were saying about your voice. I heard yesterday oh, it was yes. completely gone. Completely gone, and I woke up today just kind of, well, how you hear me now. Mm-hmm. So I hope that's not too much of a distraction. <laughs> I think it's going to be perfect. So just to give a bit of a background to the audience to let them know how we know each other, I, we actually met through my mom, who met you, I would say, at least seven plus years ago. Seven years ago, um, yeah, because my daughter is eight, and she was about one when I started doing the craft shows in Fredericksburg, which oh. is when your mom came and found the guitar that she liked. Yes, so my mom is always, well, she has her own like retail shop, and she is always on the lookout for really unique and interesting items that fit the style that she has, and when she wandered into your booth, she was just blown away, and I know, as you said, she purchased a guitar, which is super cool that you had, for a long time, you would paint the guitars. Like, Give us a little insight onto your style of art and what you've been doing. Gosh, it's such a a mod podge. I don't have any one certain style. I mean, it's a little bit southwest, a little bit hippie, a little bit junky. I mean, it's just, I guess everybody is a collection of all the things that they like or have gone through in their life. And so I kind of, all my experiences, I've just, I guess, put them all together and it's created its own style. Well, it has just been, like, it's totally taken off over the seven plus years. I know we were just speaking before the podcast started, and you were kind of saying how that particular show at Fredericksburg Trade Days, where, where my mom did meet you, that that was sort of the, uh, a bit of a catalyst of going forward. So kind of take us down that path of, um, of where were you in your life when you decided to go to that show, what was going on, and, um, and then stepping into your art and doing that show. So I, I've always been an artist. I never knew that it would be my job. Um, my mom, she is a court reporter and she's definitely that, she doesn't have like an entrepreneur mindset. Um, and so it's always like, you need to go to college, you need to get a nine to five, you need to do, you know, that was kind of the way I was raised on that end. But then my dad, he is a taxidermist and an artist as well. And he does have his own business. So I kind of have, two totally different mindsets raising me and um and I was just kind of like in fear of not in fear but I I guess it was instilled in me that like art is what you do for fun but you need to go get a real job and so um I ended up going to college but also you know had a little swerved off the, you know, got on the beaten path a little bit and or off of it and um, ended up getting pregnant. Um, so I was a young mom. 
and um, and I kind of had to go online with my studies, get a real job, if you will, <laughs> and um, I, you know, I had to make money mm-hmm. and pay for bills and a new baby, and so, you know, I I ended up I was a paralegal, um, but I I don't know if it's just in my spirit or it's you know, what you're passionate about, it can't help but but come through. And so, you know, it was never my passion to be a paralegal. I mean, it was just literally a means to an end. And so um, I found myself kind of getting depressed or just thinking like, is this life, is this all there is to life? Going to a nine to five, working for somebody else, not really enjoying myself during the day. And then we go home, cook dinner, do it all over again, right. pay bills. And right. it's like, this cannot be the rest of my life. Like, this is so just, it's like ships just passing by in the mm-hmm. night. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, and before you know it, your 20s are gone. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's yeah. like, where did time go? I want to look back and thought, and just think of all the funny craziness, all the wild times I had. And in that time period, I, all I can think of is like kind of like sadness, which is not good and so I I started looking without meaning to like looking for a creative outlet because I was just like couldn't stand this boringness (laughs) you know what I mean there was your catalyst forward like that discontent and so um I was like what could I do what would you know fulfill my soul and so I was like you know I would do a little pop-up shop I used to you know go to them all the time um they have like the little shop, you know, the, what are those called? Like the trade days around the square, like in right. small towns. Where people bring bring their, their wares or things they've artistically yeah. created. And so, and I actually used to do a few of those like way, like when I was in college, like okay. before I even had Paisley, I thought I'm going to make candles. And so literally I would just, it, it's just, I always want to make stuff. Even if I have other important quote unquote things to do, I find myself you know, they always say your heart is, like, where your mind wanders. Oh, nice. And that's kind of, like, where I always find myself. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, and so I started, like, um, thinking, well, I'll do, I'll make crafts and do my art and do what makes me happy. But to justify it, I'll go take it to, um, you know, like, the Fredericksburg trade days and right. I'll sell it. So at least... I'm having fun and doing what I want, but it could be for a purpose. I'll yes. make money. Yes. And so that's kind of how it all, that's how it began. And then it's just like a ripple effect, you know, dominoes. Like once you insert yourself into a certain area, you end up meeting the people you need to meet. Or you end up, it just becomes, like I said, a domino effect. And, and I guess another just simple word for that is just networking. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. I and like to things, make it a little more yes, dreamier than I that. I like that. I like, I like the, the soul's journey yes. unfolding. The passions are coming out and yes. being put into the world, and we're being pulled and pulled by it. But also known as just networking. Yes. So. <laughs> so I love that, and I love to see like like we're this was a moment of seven to eight. You said eight years ago, right? Yes. And ma'am. here we are, eight years later, and we're in your studio in we're actually we're in San Angelo, Texas. Road trip out here to at the historic cactus hotel. Oh yes, the very historic (laughs) cactus hotel. Love it. 
and your whole life now is dedicated to not your whole life, but like this part of. Oh, it's my whole yeah, life. Yeah, your whole life. Your whole life. Ask my husband. Yeah, and you, and yeah, you have, and not only now you have three little ones, I and do. your life is dedicated to being an entrepreneur, a create, a creative entre, entrepreneur, and you have a jewelry company, Soki, or your whole company is Soki now. Yes. Your yes. whole company is Soki. Soki, Soki. Soki, So you are, you have jewelry that is hand painted. You still do tons of your own painting, whether it's commissioned or commissioned work or doing things in your studio that you then later sell. And I know my mom has been a part of this path for the last, all these years, seven years of constantly purchasing different items from you, having you commissioned to come to the shop that she has her stuff in, in Savinal, Texas. and painting on the interior wall, super cool. Like Murals, painting classes, yes. junk pieces. Yes. I mean, you name it. If it can be painted on, I'll paint on it. <laughs> yes, and what I would love to get into is just sort of like, you said you have the two mindsets, from one from your mom and one from your dad. And as you start to step into doing your own thing, like stepping away from being a paralegal and stepping into the more entrepreneurial path, how was it, like what was going on in your mindset? Did you just kind of like make a decision for your passion or did you have like the lurking thoughts of, of the, the more, the, the mindset that was do the nine to five, feel secure in this certain way? How was it that you were able to kind of like go all in on faith with what, what you've created now? It got to a point, I mean, I would never suggest anybody to just jump. I mean, there is a, I don't know, there's a meeting point in faith in yourself, but also, like, if, I don't know, it kind of comes to a head. Like, I was just getting so many orders that it got to a point where, like, I was organically growing, and it got to a point where I had to make a decision. I mean, I was getting, like, physically ill <laughs> from staying up all, all through the night, and I wasn't able to do both. And it came to a point where... You need to pick one, and you know if you pick the art journey over the paralegal journey or the nine to five journey, is it going to sustain you? I mean, are you going to be able to keep doing it? Um, and honestly, I didn't have that answer. Sales are not always, I mean, predictable, but um, I guess, and that's kind of I guess a gift of mine I just kind of know I know what's gonna sell and so like that hasn't been so much of an issue for me but um I it's just managing it all but it just got to a point where I had to choose and um and I chose to just do what makes me happy and so Obviously, there's risks in that, but then I kind of thought, I mean, if you're passionate enough about something, you know, if one door's closed, just go find another. If that one's locked, go find a window. Like, I mean, you'll just, you'll just figure it out. I mean, it's crazy the things, um, I was actually listening to a book, and um, they talked about, you know, the Apollo 13 journey, where um, I think the the astronauts had maybe 24 hours left of oxygen, but it was going to take two days to get home. And there's, there was an entrepreneur that came to the table, or not entrepreneur, an engineer that came to the table and with a group of other um, 
engineers and he said, look, these are the materials that are on the spacecraft. We've got a box, duct tape, you know, just some yeah. very random miscellaneous objects. And he was like, we have 10 hours to figure out how to get these guys oxygen and so that they can live and come home. I mean, they were basically on a death mission. Mm-hmm. And they figured it out, and those guys were able to come home. And it's like, you can get to the very bottom, and if you want it bad enough, like, you'll just make it happen. It forces you to use your creative mind. It forces you to get, like, intuitive and, like, figure it out. I mean, you'll, you'll just find a way. If you want it, you'll find a way. I love that, and I just want to, like, underscore and highlight that that is, like, when your desire is so strong, it is a pull towards, like, problem-solving solutions. Right. It keeps your mind and energy focused on, it may not look like it's working, but it's working, it's working, it's working, and you keep that And even if you fail, just like in that story, obviously somewhere somebody failed and didn't, you know, it went wrong. They didn't plan accordingly. And, our, and the tax dollars spent millions of dollars for this oxygen tank that they had that obviously didn't even work. And then here they are with these miscellaneous materials, and they figure it out. And so it's like you just, you're going to have obstacles. God, I can't, this interview wouldn't even be long enough. I told you how many problems I have. But I just, my passion is art. My desire for it is so strong that it's like I look at every problem as a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. If that's not a bad thing, I encourage people to fail. Yeah. Because that's where you make, that's where you learn how to be and better. And you also bump up against your own capacity in order to learn what you need to learn to expand that capacity. Right. I think so many people that are scared to fail, they're keeping themselves in an environment that feels comfortable, and so they're not actually pushing against things that would require growth or require, like, in those moments where your back's against the wall and you have got to figure it out. You can't throw your hands up in, in despair and give up. You just have to figure out how to make it work. I think it would be very helpful for people if you wouldn't mind sharing a couple of the, a couple of the examples of the obstacles that you were just mentioning just to show like where what, what was the situation you were back against the wall and how did you kind of like the astronaut story, how did you figure out how to get out of that situation? Do you mind sharing like no, not a couple of those? Just I think it would um, be really powerful. Well, I can go through. So, you know, I was working that nine to five job and I came to a point where it was like, okay, I need to pick one because I can't do both. And I chose the art route. Um, and then there's, there's growing pains you know you get too many orders and then and then what do you do I mean um but I I think I got so that worked out for a long a long time and when I say a long time like what a couple of years (laughs) and I of course wanted to get more creative I, I always have a passion for like storefronts I love the thought of um decorating obviously um and just kind of displaying everything in a really unique and crazy way. I, I love when people walk in and it's a feeling, it's like the atmosphere gives you a feeling. Um, and so I had been dreaming of having a storefront after, you know, making all these neat crafts and then shipping them off to other people. I thought, I would love to have this for myself. I would love to sell um, my artwork in, in like a storefront. And so. 
And at the time, I had named my business Burlap and Paisley under, or from my daughter Paisley, um, and or after her. And I um, ended up going into business with my friend Tori, um, and she she was doing hair. Her and I got talking one day, and we're like, man. Wouldn't it be cool if we opened a storefront? And I mean, without even, with no hesitation of like, are we compatible as business partners? I mean, and she's still like one of my best friends. I mean, but we just didn't, there's so many, you know, there's the art side of a business and then there's like a scientific side. I don't think we had that scientific side now. <laughs> I mean, and she still has burlap and Paisley, but that was an obstacle, not really... You know, it's kind of just jumping into it, but I can't regret it because I know so much now. I learned so much, um, and so it's like I jumped into the storefront, and and that lasted for about three years, and um, you know, just kind of like, well, let me back up a little sure. bit. So then, you know, you're you're in all these different scenarios. So I'm actually going to start at. The Fredericksburg booth. Sure. Let's start sure, there. Let's do that. Because I was just making different crafts, and then, for example, your mom, being this random person I didn't know who she was, loved my guitar. She bought the guitar and then um, wanted me to make more. Mm -hmm. And then I started like posting them on Facebook, and lots of people liked them. <laughs> and then that literally became my artistic career at that point was painting these guitars and then that morphs into canvases and then I started painting on other junk pieces um, everything that you do leads you to the next thing and it could be good or bad um, and even if it's bad it's good because right. you learn from it and so that's what I was getting at is um, that whole process led me to burlap and paisley well then that process that part of my journey um, led me to um, acquiring Sookie Sookie. And so Sookie Sookie's actually been around for over 10, well, probably like 12 years now. Um, and it was funny, this was a jewelry line that I carried in the storefront at Burlap okay. and Paisley. And um, I was checking up on my order to see when it would be there, and the woman that owned it, she said, she was actually just going through some personal issues at the time. Um, and she said, hey, actually, I've been meaning to contact you. I think I'm going to sell Sookie. Um, it, but it really requires an artist. Mm -hmm. So I've been meaning to reach out to you because I think that you could do great things with it. And so, I mean, never my wildest dreams. I mean, Sookie was already such a well-known mm -hmm. company, like in the boutique industry. And for that to even pop up or come you know fall into my lap right, right it just is like that's one of those examples it's just a god thing i mean it just every little thing that you do it seems so minuscule it leads you to the next thing yes. and that thing leads you to the next thing and so and now um burlap and paisley as a team it didn't work out for us it's still a very successful salon and tori's doing great things with it i just chose to walk away and just just do the art part of it, which which I just put all of my art, I guess, talents under Sookie. Mm -hmm. um, and so now I'm just doing Sookie Sookie. And so it's like I wouldn't even be where I'm at now 
probably, unless your mom, <laughs> eight years ago, bought that guitar. Wow. And that's just a very weird, how small something yes. seems. Just like deciding to go right or left, you yes, know? It's just, yes. a, I guess it's just mind-blowing to think that every little decision you make, I mean, could literally be your life's happiness. You're, it's like a manifestation into your dream you. I love that. I love that. This the constant ripple effect and trusting that things are constantly unfolding. And you don't even know what it is. You just trust that, you know, things are unfolding. And also, I imagine that you were happy, at, you were pretty happy in whatever stage you were in. Like when you were doing, when you were at Fredericksburg Trade Days, that it's like relatively a smaller portion compared to where you are now. But probably when you were in it, it was exciting to be able to go and have people. Oh, in. I still, those are some of my best memories. Because when you're new, jumping into your passion, like like I said, I've always been an artist, but when you're like, you can feel, there's just this feeling of like overwhelming excitement where you can't sleep. I mean, you're eating, sleeping, breathing, dreaming what you're about to go do. So then whenever you do it and you're like in it, you're <laughs> there at the booth, you're smelling the foods, the people that walk by and talk to you, it's just like feeding your soul. And it's for the first time and so like, even now, no matter what show I do, I always am re trying to get back that feeling that I had when I went to Fredericksburg. That was like a just a complete turning point for me. And I always try to go back to that feeling, the way it made me feel when I was there. How would you describe that feeling? It's just, I guess when, man, I don't, it's just an overwhelming sense of joy. And like, it's just this feeling of like, you know, everybody's born with different talents. Mm -hmm. And to be using your God-given talents, which I feel like they're given to you for a reason, mm -hmm. to use them and then to be like, just immersed like in the middle of it and how you can actually make, you're like, oh my God, I can make my life all about what makes me happy and it's just that sounds so dumb like it sounds so simple but, but simple so many people <laughs> do not I hate to say follow your dreams because that's just so easy said and tons of people don't do it yeah. because they're afraid yes but I'm telling you the overwhelming sense of joy that it gives you should way surpass any type of fear that you have Yes. And I mean, we were joking earlier, but it's like, what's the worst thing that can happen to you? I mean, you're not going to die. Right, because that's where I, we were talking about this before we started recording, which is just the whole idea of failure and how that didn't play a big part in your mind. But for so many other people, this is a sticking point, And I love yeah. what you say about it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? You die? No, you're not going to die. <laughs> I mean, say you don't make enough sales and then you're not able to pay your light bill well okay I guess you're just not gonna have light for a little while and go figure it out yes I mean just you never give up I mean there are gonna be so many obstacles I fail all the time I fail daily I mean everybody fails but I mean if you switch your mindset and you're like failure is a good thing mm -hmm. uh, that'll change the whole the whole game <laughs> if you look at failure as an opportunity I mean, what would you do if you had no fear? If it wasn't even in your system to be fearful? I mean, if I wasn't afraid of 
you know, I, I actually, it's funny that I say this because I actually do have horrible anxiety, but that's just a whole other issue. <laughs> no, we can go into that here in a little bit too because I think that's important because I think you have some good tools for that, but I want you to finish your thought yeah, on this. Yeah, so it's like, you know, I may not take the time to go on a road trip because I'm like, well, I'm going to have to find a babysitter. What if I got in a car wreck? What if I, I, I mean, I just, yeah. my thought process can go down this rabbit hole and it's like, but probability is you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And if you don't go, I mean, you just missed out on this great experience. It could have been life-changing. Mm -hmm. I could have ran in, say I was going around top, I could have ran into the junk gypsies. That's right. They could have liked my jewelry. They could have asked to carry it in their store. Miranda might have been visiting. Miranda Lambert might have been there. You know, <laughs> it's like, just, if I wish, I just wish more people would follow their passion and live fearlessly, but not stupidly, and there is a difference, but it's yes. like, just the worst is not really that bad. I agree with that. I think that we just project so much in our head about how bad it can be. People don't want to look bad. They don't want, you know. Like you're feel, like if the light bulb got turned off, they might feel shame around that. And it's like, well, why do you need to feel shame around that? Like it's just you trying to move through the world doing your thing. Just didn't work this yes, time. Yes, it didn't work. Do it Don't again. figure it out. Yeah. Look at those lights turned back on. <laughs> By the way, that has never happened to me. Okay. But. <laughs> but you weren't scared of it either. <laughs> I just want to put that out there, a little disclaimer. <laughs> Probably because you weren't scared of it, for one thing. And you had, and I also believe when someone's feeling that way, there's a lot more doubt going on. And when you're not focused on something like that happening, you have a lot more confidence, faith, trust. It's where you put your energy. So if you sit around and worry and you're thinking, and you know, I, it's not that I don't worry, because I do, but I don't feed that monster. Do you have like some um, tools to say, you see it coming up and, and what happens? Well, I just, Everybody, I mean, it's human nature to worry. I mean, because it's like a form of survival. I mean, we just, we all worry. But when you focus on what could be in a good way, um, like, what if I, if I made, you know, if I went to a pop-up shop and I made this many sales, I could, I, I don't know. But if you focus on the good things instead of worrying, you end up, or at least for me anyways, I end up making new designs. If I put my energy into making something new, put my energy into posting it, put my energy into going to a show and displaying what I've been working on instead of, ooh, that it might not work out. I better not even try. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, needing to ask somebody something. I mean, all they can do is tell you no. Right. That's not going to kill you. Right. They're going to just tell you no, and so you're going to go figure it out elsewhere. Yes. So I wish I could make more people think like that. Everybody be living their dreams. I know. <laughs> well, this podcast is an opportunity for that message to get spread a little bit further, right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and you were just mentioning earlier that you do have to deal with anxiety. Is that wrapped up in what you were just talking about now, or those are kind of the tools you're doing? But what I, the reason I want to go here is because I think it's such a prevalent situation throughout with so many people and that if there are any useful tools to be be offered I think that's good and I think you probably already have hit on the main ones which is like redirecting your thoughts yes which is oof, so much easier said than done um actually I guess I've always been an anxious person but 
Um, I didn't really know that I had anxiety until this past year. Um, I thought I was having like a heart attack. It was the weirdest thing. My heart started racing. I went to the doctor, had all this blood work done, all these tests done, um, just to be told I'm perfectly normal and it was just anxiety. But I mean, it it was literally the worst six months of my life because I couldn't figure out what was wrong. Mm. Um, and then I, um, but I mean, you cannot, and it is way easier said than done, but again, this is where my passion for what I do saved me, like, yet again. Um, I chose, even though I thought, you know, my anxiety symptoms were so bad. It was like having um, ongoing panic attacks all day long, every day, to the point where when I was driving, I thought I was going to pass out. Um, or I'd get a rush of adrenaline go down the back of my head. And I... I had to, and this is crazy, but I had to talk to myself in a way of like, what's the worst thing that could happen, Megan? Mm -hmm. You could pass out, get in a car wreck, die. Well, great, you get to go to heaven. I mean, I had to literally like downplay everything and just, just keep going. Mm -hmm. um, get out of bed anyway, even when you feel like you can't get, even stand because you feel that. It's just anybody who has anxiety or any mental health issues, like, you just know. I mean, it's the worst feeling. You can't eat, you can't sleep, you can't breathe, you can't mm -hmm. function. It is just the worst feeling. But um, to choose to get up and go to work anyways, mm -hmm. I swear that's what saved me. I mean, I would come here anyways, and I felt like, I, like I said, I feel like I was going to pass out when I was driving. I would get to work and... Um, feel like I was about to have a panic attack and I wouldn't be able to breathe or take in a deep breath, but I would lay out my earrings. Mm -hmm. I would turn on some podcasts and I would paint anyways. And you know, some of my best work, which, which are now some of my best selling earrings came from those like really dark times. Really? Um, I guess because I was so focused on them because I was so desperate to not think about my anxiety that I just was putting every bit of what was left of my energy into my work. And it ended up, like I said, becoming some of my best sellers. Um, and even that was an opportunity. I shared my issues on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I, the feedback was insane. I had multiple, multiple, I mean, seriously, like there's probably a hundred girls that messaged me wow. telling me that they were so thankful that they read my post because they had been struggling with the same thing. But, um, and it's being more like openly talked about, but lots of people don't like to talk about, yeah. you know, mint depression or anxiety, or they don't like, even like to go there. It's right. embarrassing. No, right. you don't want everybody to think you're a nut job. Yeah. <laughs> so now I just own it or make light of it. But, um, so, but it's funny because when I shared that, I became more like vulnerable and people got to see the real me, not just the smiling selfies that we mm -hmm. take for Instagram, making sure our feed looks good, right. all the same colors, which I totally do. But <laughs> um, I guess that was the first time I got to really like share me with, right. with um, my followers on Instagram. And all of a sudden after that, more, I, you know, I gained more followers. People started 
watching my stories. Like I just, I feel like I grew like my followers, like my friends on Instagram. I feel like I grew closer to them. And when you're closer to them, I mean, you know, in the long run, I mean, that's, if Instagram is how I make my money, so to say, like, that's how I make my sales because that's where I can show all of my artwork and you're getting closer with your customers. I mean, they'll stay, they'll be loyal to you and they'll continue to be your customer. And it's just, it's weird that even through that really dark time, still something good came from it. Yeah. You know, it's just... I don't know, even the worst of the worst things that can happen, something good can always come from it. So you just, you can't be afraid of it. You just have to get through it. Um, right. And I love that you're carrying that belief that like, even, even if it is hard or dark or scary or fearful or whatever it might be, that something good will come of it. And now I don't Just get up and keep yes. putting yourself in, I guess... What, what is the word I'm looking for? It's like whenever you put yourself in whatever it is that you want to be doing with your life, just keep inserting yourself into yes. situations that will keep those domino effects going. So even when you don't feel like it, whether it be because you're sick or because you have you know anxiety or because you're scared you might fail, I mean, do it anyways. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you'll never know. I mean, yeah, you, you have you have you have to get up and go, anyways. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. I love that you're just such a beautiful example of that in your life with what you've created and continue to create. And I think it is really cool that you shared that post on Instagram because it served a hundred people DMing you with similar situations. Who knows who read it and just connected to it without responding? But I think it helps, like with someone like in your in your position where you have people watching what you're doing and seeing one side of it and when you express that vulnerability people are already relating to you in a way like oh my gosh Megan is so cool and Megan creates all these really cool things and she's got these problems yeah and then, <laughs> <laughs> but just seeing it but also that you're being successful through it all too that it didn't have to stop you it didn't have to be a, a reason that you didn't still create a beautiful life and express yourself through your art and your heart and your passion and so I just think I, I just think that that's all going to help other people heal and to me my my purpose is helping with the collect what I call the collective awakening which is all about uncovering the fears and not being scared of them and learning to know yourself in a deeper way to shift into deeper love one way of saying that would be like deeper self-love self-acceptance and and just a deeper knowing of who we are as souls and um, that is like you playing a role in that and we're all playing a role in that in that process and that ripple effect and you always see um i guess you hear people say like you know, when I talk like this, my husband is like, okay, you're getting a little too hippy-dippy on me. You need to cut, <laughs> cut the crap. <laughs> but I'm serious when I say, like, what you put your energy mm-hmm. towards or what you put out into the universe, which could also be looked at as, like, whatever you talk to God about, just whatever you put out there. I mean, slowly it will manifest into reality. Mm-hmm. And people are like, I mean, that sounds crazy. But, it, I mean, honestly, if somebody that complains all the time, they notice when they step on a sticker. I mean, mm-hmm. they notice when 
they hit all the red lights. They notice, but you know what? I don't even, I don't even notice a lot of those things because I'm literally daydreaming about yeah. what I'm excited about. And so I've, I, and I'm obviously I'm not perfect, but it's like when you focus on the good and that's what you put out there, I know it will come back. And it doesn't mean you won't have problems. Everybody does. But if but you, your energy is bigger than the problems. If you it. let your passion be the biggest part of what you're doing, you won't even notice the bad things hardly. And, I mean, if you just, you know, when something does come up, you just let your passion pull you through it. Yes. It, it will. It'll pull you through it. I love that. I love that. And just from, like, um, like from the way perception works, we're all what people think is that their beliefs, they think that they pick up their beliefs based on the outside world and things they've seen occur in their life. But really what's happening is your belief is determining where you're coming from and your perception of the world. And your perception is confirming examples of the belief you're holding. And so if you shift your belief, you, can, you will begin to have a perception that picks up on new things and confirms examples of the world working in that way. And so that's the power that we have. And that's what you're talking about is the complainer is coming from a place of complaining, so they're picking up what supports the complaining. Right. And if you're focused on being in a good place, feeling good, being passionate, and focused on good things happening, well, then your mind is trained to look at those things and also to co-create those things as well. You know, it's funny that you say that. I haven't, you know, I didn't plan to even talk about this, but there, you know, my husband jokes about when I talk like this, he jokes, I mean, I'm totally the hippie to his cowboy. I mean, he, <laughs> he is so just real, but I, and he's right on the surface, but I like to think a little deeper than that, but there is actually a science to that. Mm -hmm. It is not just like, oh, we're just souls. You know, it's yeah. not, it sounds kind of crazy, but there is a science mm -hmm. to it. And I have listened to many podcasts, which I wish I could remember what like they Joe were. Like Joe Spenzo, he's done a lot of work in this but area. But there is a science to retraining your brain to pick up, like what you were saying, mm -hmm. and that is not just hippy-dippy, <laughs> but I mean, that is like um, a prime example of putting your energy into those things. Mm -hmm. it, it just builds a momentum to where all of a sudden you're your thoughts and your dreams become your reality. Yes. It's, and there's so much, like on the science side too, there's so much on it on with our mind-body-spirit connection around healing. Um, just, it's I'm so not, it's so great that there's more science that's backing up the stuff that's been like perceived some, as yes. being, oh, new age, woohoo, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so hopefully everyone will start to pick up on it and start to apply it. And who, can you imagine how the world is going to continue to shift as more and more people step into their hearts and their passions and the belief that the world works in accordance with, with where they're coming from? Yes. Like so much will change through through that whole evolution. Yes. It's on, I mean, we're in the middle of it right now. It's, it's happening and it's becoming more and more and more mainstream, but obviously not quite there yet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's still people like my husband out there. <laughs> Shout out. He did ask me on the way over here if I was going to mention him, tell people. I was like, she's not going to ask me any questions about you. You're not even going to get brought up. And here he is getting yes, brought he, up. He got brought up. There you yeah. go, hon. <laughs> and we all, we all share a favorite show. We all share a favorite love for Hell on Wheels. Oh my god. I even named a ring 
after Bohannon. Oh my god, that's so awesome. Bohannon is my free pass. <laughs> so he's, my husband knows Not only does your husband get mentioned, but your free pass gets mentioned. Everybody knows my obsession with Bohannon on Hell on Wheels. And if y'all haven't seen that show, it's on Netflix. It's totally worth your time to go check it out. It's awesome. We have to have just a moment of silence for that show. And if it's in its full completion, you can watch it in its oh. whole series. <laughs> yes. It was so good. So good. <laughs> well, Megan, I, I'm loving this conversation. Love what you're bringing to the table. Love what you're doing in the world. Um, I want people to know where they can find you, find your, your product, your art, your social media. So share with people where all that is happening. You can find me and all my craziness on mainly Instagram. Uh, ShopSookieSookie is my handle. Um, and my website is ShopSookieSookie.com. Wonderful. Right, do you have like any parting words of advice? Like here, you've got the microphone in your hand. I know you've already shared your heart so much, but are there some parting advice for people um, stepping into their hearts or whatever it is that you feel to, to give them? You know, I just, I guess you kind of find yourself in heartaches or um, just when you're at the bottom and you have nowhere else to go and it's just whether you lose someone or maybe your business isn't doing what you want it to do or maybe you're a paralegal and you're like, this is boring <laughs> or, I mean, whatever it is, I mean, we really only have one life. I mean... God gave us, I mean, no matter what you believe in, you only have one life, and just why would you waste it? Mm -hmm. I mean, why? You don't not drive to work because you might get in a car wreck. Right. I mean, just no matter what is going on, your happiness is worth it. And, like, God gives us, we're all instilled with a talent and why not do what makes you happy and share it with other people? I mean, why not? I love that. And exactly, why not? Why not? <laughs> and just thank you, Megan, for, for going that route of saying why not and just stepping into your passion, your heart, and just bearing yourself in it. Because, I mean, like you said, you stayed up all night learning doing I know you did that to learn like social media and all these kinds of different things like you just throw yourself into it full on and and it shows it shows in, in what you put out into the world and uh, thank you so much for coming and thank doing you this for having me yeah even even with my um laryngitis <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which is way better than yesterday when you had no voice yes absolutely <laughs> thank, well, you. thank you again. The music on the podcast is a song I fell in love with called We Are the Love We Give by Imaginary Future. It's available everywhere music is sold.